0: Everybody says it's just a game. No matter we play it hard, we play to win. We're making baseball fun
1: again. The Cincinnati Reds getting back to fun again. Reds country. Welcome back to Reds Country Radio. We are entering the month of September, and the Reds are still in contention. How about that? They survived a kind of brutal uh, West Coast trip with the 5-5 and record, which felt a lot worse than that, thanks to uh, a little sweep of the Angels. But uh, hey, we are alive, and the Reds are still making moves. They acquired uh, Hunter Renfro and Harrison Bader today off waivers, Uh, and hey, we're going to talk about it. I'm Donnie. We got Rob and Steve uh, coming to you from their remote locations. Boys, how's it feeling?
0: It's been a big bag of emotions the last few series, watching the Reds play, coming off a big sweep of the Angels and then getting trounced by the uh, the Diamondbacks and then the Giants. Um, I kind of thought they'd be out of it personally, but uh, yet here we are, uh, five or with a 500 record on that road trip, sitting at 69 and 66, I believe. Pretty nice record um and making two i think key acquisitions off the waiver wires so the reds are uh not not dead yet yeah it was dead. interesting to sure. see
2: them make those acquisitions uh, obviously i think we all wanted them to at least delve into the pitching market a little bit and try to get a couple extra arms but uh cleveland decided to mess that up for us uh that was just <laughs> I, I you see you saw my tweets probably on the account but i was like what are they doing why is that why are they doing it they're I mean, five games back, I guess, it's not that bad, but I don't know. It's just very interesting that they decided to get in the mix. But other than them, I feel like we were right there. We would have been able to get them. Other than that, though, I do like Renfro. Um, Renfro can hit a lot of home runs, and I think him and Bader, they're two veterans that you need probably right now without Joey Votto in the mix. I think those are guys that you know. Renfro was part of that uh, that 22 Brewers team that obviously they didn't make it, but – He was part of the Red Sox team that went all the way to the ALCS in 21, I believe. So I I do like that acquisition. Bader played in the ALCS as well for the Yankees last year. Some postseason experience, some veteran experience. And, you know, you don't have to rely on all of your young guys. And if you can win a couple games against lefties with these two righty mashers, I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We needed the help uh against lefties for sure. Uh, outfield's pretty much pretty much right or pretty much lefties in the outfield. Yeah. Ben uh is Benson a lefty?
2: No. Uh, Benson is a lefty, yes.
1: Okay, I, I, I had that take oh. and I'm like, I think that's right. Um, you know, I I don't know. I don't have a ton of confidence in TJ Hopkins. You know, how much are you really getting out of that? Uh Nick Martini. It's just it, it's kind of quickly. Uh, not that much going on in the outfield, especially now that uh, they're probably going to have Steer playing infield pretty much full time with McLean and uh, India both out. So, uh, yeah, it, it helps get the veteran leadership in there and guys that have had some big moments in the postseason. Uh, I know I saw the clip going around of Harrison Bader with the big home run uh, for the Yankees last year. He's like basically a right handed uh, T.J. Friedel, so. Yeah, I think he fits in really well at this team. And of course, uh, as you mentioned, the Hunter Renfro is kind of a big bat. I was against picking up Hunter Renfro at the trade deadline. I just didn't feel like he was worth giving anything up. Uh, and then Jake Fraley and Votto and others got hurt, and he kind of fills that role a little bit. So uh, I think it works out at this time, especially since we didn't have to give anything up. But uh, what a weird situation with the Angels dumping five guys and. Uh, yeah, in, interesting time in, in baseball.
2: Before they changed the trade deadline to just be trades, there used to be the waiver deadline at the end of August where you could trade a guy, but you'd have to put them on waivers first and right. anybody could pick him up. Um, so it, it is a little throwback to that, but I don't know. The Angels are just so poorly run. It's just very funny to see them. Uh, I know a lot of our people on Red's Twitter were uh, making jokes about how the Angels got an A grade at the trade deadline and then instantly tanked uh, and we then the Reds swept them so it was just funny to see that reversal of fortunes for them and yeah. I'm hoping that one Angel can change the playoff race for the Reds for sure they, I, I'm with you
0: they would take a lot of heat in Reds country for being Reds or be, take a lot of heat for being Reds fans sometimes from the, from the outside perspective but yeah just imagine being an Angels fan right now that's just not a, not a very very good feeling that's a um, rough existence very yeah I, I was very surprised to just see him just dump everything, just completely punt, even with you know they have Otani and everybody still, but um, yeah, it was just wild.
1: So overall, I think people were panicking a little bit this last week. Uh, do you guys have any general comments on the last couple series? I mean, it it helps that the Diamondbacks kept losing once they were done beating up on us. Uh, some frustrating games. It, some of the losses we had kind of in the middle part of the season, it felt like we were in it every, every time. And like we had a chance, some of these games more recently, it just feels like the offense. They're, they're not the rally reds of, of June or, you know, July even Uh They're, they're just not quite, you don't expect as much. Uh, this team is kind of a bunch of young guys that haven't really played serious games in the months of August to September before. And, Um, I think we're definitely seeing that with some of the young pitchers, like Andrew Abbott is just running out of steam. Uh, how do you guys feel about the about the where where we're at the last couple series specifically? Are you concerned?
2: Uh, take on the Diamondback series, it's it felt like after they lost that first game, Dave just decided to kind of punt that series, and we it was kind of surprising that we won that Saturday game. I was in the attendance for that game. It was one of the wildest baseball games, one of the most fun baseball games I've ever seen. A lot going on back and forth. Definitely, my heart was pounding a little bit. But you know, throwing Kennedy out to do the cleanup work on Friday, and then throwing Lively out on Saturday, and after you take the lead, throwing him out in the ninth inning as well, it was just weird. Like I just felt that it was a punt situation from Dave. He's like, okay. I understand, like, you know, we dropped that first game. And it was a tough first game to lose, obviously. And then Alex Young gets put on the I.L. after he served one up to Corbin Carroll. It was just weird. I didn't I didn't really like the approach. Um, and I, I felt as well that maybe the Diamondbacks were able to take advantage of seeing the Reds for a second time and understanding where to attack them because the Reds jumped all over them in Cincinnati. Reds did win the mm. tie- tiebreaker against them, which is good for postseason seeding because – it comes down to you and them. You have the tiebreaker, which is I'm all for it. But it was just weird though, like just to see them throw out those two longevity guys. And obviously it worked out. Diaz looked pretty good in his save against the Giants. But it, it just at this point I feel like we're just getting beat by less than good pitchers. What about you, Rob? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I feel like the uh, the rally of reds versus the answer back storyline would have been a little more compelling had our yeah. offense showed up to play. Um, but yeah, just these last couple of series, especially, it just seems like there's been zero offensive production when we needed it the most. Um, it's clearly not not the level of offense we're used to seeing uh, that we saw back, you know, June and July. Uh, kind of had a sneaking suspicion um, that you know, since we're a young team and you know they're scoring runs and bunches like that, how sustainable is that? And that has clearly uh, come to turn its ugly head and kind of bite us in the butt a little bit. Um, you know, hopefully Bader and Renfro can kind of uh, may, may, maybe this is the spark plug the offense needs to kind of get back on track. It um, has yet to be seen. Um, kind of circle around to uh, Harrison Bader. His slash line against left handed pitching is terrific. If I might uh, go into the weeds here a little bit, um, yeah. he's a uh, slash line of 343, 392, and 687 with four of his seven home runs coming from left-handed pitching. And he also has 17 stolen bases this year. So a nice little uh, sprinkle into the uh, the running red legs, if you will.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he does exactly what we want. Uh, he essentially is going to replace Nick Senzel in, in theory, right? A, a, a dynamic outfielder, uh, a guy who's going to steal some bags, and a guy who's really good at hitting uh, left-handed pitching. Uh, I think his stats would say he's better than Nick Senzel at hitting left-handed pitching, and that was kind of Senzel's role. I think Senzel's going to stay on the roster for now, uh, since they, uh, you know, they get the two extra guys here in September. Roster expands from 26 to 28. uh, So they don't actually even have to cut anyone necessarily. But they did. uh, They did release or not release. They they DFA'd Alejo Lopez and uh, Michael Ciani. Uh, Lopez was on the roster and Ciani was on trip in AAA. So uh, they've gotten rid of one position player my theory is that's all they would do. And then they would, uh, so then they still have one more spot and they'll bring up a a reliever. But so there's going to be a lot of, a lot of cooks in the kitchen there. And, uh, with, you know, if that's the case, then you've got Hopkins, Fairchild, Senzel and Martini all essentially in backup outfield roles. Um, Senzel has some infield. he, He could play in the infield, which I think could help him. But, uh, You know, TJ Hopkins and Martini might not be long for this world either. It'll be interesting to see how it all comes together. And if, um, you know, we do make it to the end of the year, who is going to actually be on a 26 man roster for the playoffs? Like, you got to cut a couple more. You got to cut somebody when Fraley's back. Uh, Who knows if we get anyone else back? Uh, I'm not holding my breath on India and Vado, but I think we could probably get McLean back. So there's a lot of moving parts here, and it'll be interesting to see how it comes together.
0: Yeah, I think McLean was on the ten day the last time I checked.
1: Yeah, and and those other guys are as well. But uh, just the vibe I'm getting from from the injuries, uh, I don't have any like inside information. But I would be surprised if we see Votto back. And I'm not crazy confident about India, although I don't know much there. It's almost in a weird like no news is bad news kind of thing. Like I want to hear an update. I want you know, I want you to tell me that he's working out, that he's hitting, that he's going to start his rehab stint soon. I haven't really heard any of that. Lanes is probably too recent of an injury to really know. Uh, Steve, you any any thoughts on those injuries?
2: Well, I think it's just a lot of guys too are getting returned from their injury uh, assignments as well. A lot of, not a lot of guys are making the next jump. I mean, even on a lower level, Justin Dunn and and, uh, not even, no, not Reaver. Sorry. uh, Vlad, Vladimir Gutierrez both got returned from their rehab assignments, which is not great. Um, Also just on a different level, like Connor Phillips, who, a couple of people thought might have been a good replacement option at the deadline. Um, he's not coming back. Obviously, you guys said Lodolo. Lodolo's not going to be uh, coming back. Oh, Phillips is not official, but it just seems like they got to shut him down. His velocity's been down. His innings have been down. He's been giving yeah. up a lot of runs. Which just makes like the Weaver thing weird to me. Obviously, I understand no one's going to be mad at the Reds for dropping Luke Weaver, but you just need innings right now, man. And if he switched him to a bullpen role, put Brett Kennedy as the starter, I don't know. But you just need innings right now. And I feel like Weaver could have eaten some of those bad innings for you, which I guess lively's gonna do now if he's not gonna start, or you know, same with Kennedy, but it just it's just not a good situation to be losing arms. And also a weird thing to think about, but you got you gotta have some of these guys on the roster before get to the post. I think the date is September third. You got to have guys on the roster before so that they can be added to the postseason roster. Um, Again, I don't want to see Luke Weaver pitching for the Cincinnati Reds in a postseason series. But again, if you need arms to get there, you know, I just am like a little bit worried about all these guys. But yeah, I'd I'd wonder if McLean's going to come back. I'd wonder if India's going to come back. Fraley sounds a little bit more likely, but do know it's just not looking good with all those guys going down
1: well even fraley uh i mean he needs surgery on his foot or his toe or something uh he's going to just dh if he comes back uh they sounded like actually that's imminent if it does happen it'd be very soon uh, but i mean that'll be good to have him he's a great hitter if he can play through the pain but i <sighs> Do we need a basically a DH only who might be in pain every time he swings the bat or, or any time he runs? I don't know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's worth it. But we are we got we have the same problem we had earlier in the season where there's a lot of a lot of talented players for not so many spots. But I don't feel quite as confident now because that mix of guys filling in those last few spots feels definitely more like a tier two. It doesn't feel as much like a. Oh, any of these guys could go off. Uh, you know, I'm a Stuart Fairchild guy until I die, but uh, having a couple of outfitters and new outfielders in the mix helps a lot. And, and I'd rather have a healthy Jake Fraley in the mix. And that, that's not going to happen this season. But yeah, it's, it's uh, I don't know, Rob, what do you got?
0: Uh, it's kind of not an injury thing. But um, sure. even if we get to a point in the se- uh, towards the end of the season, the Reds are still in the hunt. We were talking about needing innings. Uh, you, work at, uh, you look at Andrew Abbott's workload that he's pitched so far this year. He's thrown the most pitches um, at any level of uh, his career so far. Do you think there's a chance they shut him down, even if we're still kind of in the hunt?
1: Man, I would be surprised if he gets shut down entirely. He's been on shorter outings. Like, I think it seems like his pitch cap is right around 75 to 85. And he's just not going to go past that. I mean, Dave was willing to send him towards 110 earlier this year. Uh, I think they'll probably try to keep starting him and just like 75 pitches. And if that gets you three innings or it gets you five innings, like that's just what we got. And I don't know, I guess that's better than going straight bullpen only.
2: Um, And if you have to skip him a start and just just do a bullpen day, you can figure that out. Um, We've got a couple off days coming up, but obviously – Doubleheader against the Cubs starting that series off. Um, we do have that weird Cleveland series coming up again where well, – I'm, I'm sorry, no, that's a, that's a while away. You do have two off days coming up. So yeah. maybe you can mix and match it, try and skip them one day, see how that goes. But um, I, I just wanted to bring up real quick uh, another thought that I had about the lineup. So now that you've got Renfro and Bader – Bader might just play more against just lefties because he hits them better than righties. And obviously you yeah. want to keep Friedel in there, keep him involved. I'm wondering too, if you can just have Renfro switch to left field or Benson be in left field full time. And then while McLean's out, you keep Steer at second base. Cause that play he made in that Giants game, that was a, that saved a run. It was an awesome play. And I saw our guy Reds and Four said that he has the best outs above average this year when he plays second base. So it is kind of interesting to to know that, and to know that we have that guy in our back pocket, if you know, God forbid McLean does not come back, or if India doesn't come back either, I think you can do. I think that's uh, the benefit to having you know a Renfro and a Bader. Even you could probably even put Bader in Left if you wanted to. Uh, that'd be like a super defensive outfield if you have um, Bader, uh, Friedel, and Fairchild out there. Yeah, interesting.
1: It's so crazy to me that he was even that some of these some of these names in general that were just. Just cut by their team essentially. Um, yeah. there's uh the money aspect of baseball
2: is a very interesting one,
1: but yeah, hey, good, good benefit for the Reds. I'm I, just thinking about
2: Bader making uh, that final series of the year against St. Louis. The Reds need one win on um, <laughs> like a Friday, he just hits like a bomb in the ninth inning or something, and against all the former East team, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. So that's just I'm manifesting that. That's what I'm. I'm thinking might might happen,
0: but I don't know. How, how yeah. much of the contract we'll are the Reds on the hook for for these guys? Is it the entirety of their contract, or is it, or does their former team have to eat some of it?
1: Well, it's whatever's left in the season, right? So it's right. Uh, there's one call it uh, season six months long. Call it one sixth of the season left. So whatever the contract is divided by six.
2: So the number was being floated around at like three and a half million. Um, That might have been for Giolito. I don't know what it was for Bader and Renfro. I'll look real quick, but just it's really not that much. And, you know, three million to the Reds. They could probably make that back if, you know, you get more crowds, if they're able to get back in the race. They're only a game out, fellas. I've been uh, (laughs) teetering. (laughs) People people are forgetting that. Yeah. yeah, we're we're a game out, boys, and I I keep having to remind myself of that too, even after watching them play in person. <laughs> over Steve, over you've
1: been a little, uh, you've been close to canceling the season a couple of times, and I, I have to remind our little group chat that, like, fellas, we are one game out of the wild card. There are three wild card spots. It's it's gonna be okay. We're probably not gonna catch the Brewers. That's all right. Uh, I won't win all the money on my bets. I'm gonna win most of it.
2: I I think I'm fine with that. Yeah. And this series against the Cubs this weekend, that's huge for us. That's, huge that series. really catapults back into, and the D-backs play the Orioles this weekend, and the Orioles are going to be playing hard. So, like, if the D-backs can lose a couple, Reds win two, even three this weekend, you're right back in those playoff spots.
1: So, and so speaking of that wild card mix, were you guys surprised that the Marlins didn't uh, make any claims today? I mean, they just, they've lost some games recently. They're back to around 500. Uh, they were right in the mix for a while and they went on one little pull streak, but they got a month left, and they didn't make any effort to get better today because they could have claimed anybody ahead of us unless they really just only wanted pitching and they tried to get those guys and didn't get them. Uh, Were you surprised by that?
2: Yeah, I was a little bit surprised. To be honest, I I think, uh, you know, the Red Sox value in Renfro, and I'm kind of surprised they didn't want Bader because I think he's probably the best defensive center fielder that was available, and I think... In the postseason, you need a defensive center fielder to just come in, oh, yeah. hitting six through nine, really clean it up. In like September, I'd call it postseason baseball because you need to win every game. And I'm just kind of surprised that they didn't. It was even more surprising when Nightingale uh, tweeted out at like 12.59, uh, here comes the waiver deadline. Marlins were the most active team, and then
0: they got nobody. That's <laughs> so, just vintage that Nightingale. Just, you know, that was the uh, I always forget that Marlins were still in it, honestly.
1: Well, that's that's what I'm saying here. It's almost like they're just punting and saying, you know what, we we probably don't have the juice because uh, I'm thinking about it from like, a, all right, who's out of it? Who do the Reds have to, to compete with? And I'm not really worried about the Marlins right now.
2: No, no. Um, so right now, the only team I'm really worried about is obviously Diamondbacks and the Giants. And you're two games behind the Giants, four games behind the Cubs in the loss column. You can hand the Cubs four more losses this weekend. Um, you know, it's. May I don't know if that's if you're going to be able to sweep them. That would be awesome. I would be like fully back in on the team if you did. But you know, I think I'm really just worried about the Giants and the Diamondbacks. So that's it is kind of crazy to you know the Marlins have had such an up and down season and to see them just completely just punt. It's weird.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's, you could say the same about the, the Diamondbacks on, on the up and down season part of it. They they were one of the hottest teams in baseball for a while, and they're pretty much right where the Reds are, just a few games above 500. They just got swept by the Braves, I believe. Uh, Dodgers. but or the Dodgers. I knew it was one of the, yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No different there. Can you, do you guys remember I pointed out at one point that the Reds had a better record than the Dodgers? Uh, right. Yeah. Know, and then they just took we, off. We've, We've gone in very different, different directions in the month of August, but uh, so that, but that, that tells you what a month can do, what a month of baseball can do. Look at what they did to the Cubs. The Cubs were under 500, not you know a little over a month ago, and uh, they're comfortably in the wild card mix now. So yeah, this series is really important. Rob, are you planning on going to any games this weekend?
0: Uh, I will not. I'll actually be out of town this weekend for my buddy's wedding. Uh, or else I, was thinking, I about, to,
1: was thinking about maybe seeing I if you want to go
0: tomorrow. Yeah, uh,
2: well.
0: I can't. Yeah got the rehearsal dinner tomorrow night so i can't go but uh i that's believe fair. the next series they're playing uh, i believe they're home for that so i'm going to try to make it down to one of those if possible
2: good stuff i mean to uh, get back
0: to the ballpark it's been a while since i've been like the last yeah. time i went was with you guys when steve was back in town
1: that's right that was a good one uh man we got bearcats football back this saturday so i got a busy saturday so uh the doubleheader friday i thought maybe one of those i might go to i still might so uh, hey, it's it's a good time to be a Cincinnati sports fan. What FCC just clinched the playoff berth? Uh, they're still well out in front, I believe. Uh, we had Messi was in town uh, like a week or two ago, and the whole city went crazy. But uh, hey, the, the Bengals, of course, are about to start. This is uh we haven't really had, have we? Had, I'm trying to think. Have the Bengals? So the Bengals started to get good again. Well, I guess the Reds were had a little bit of a run there, and and but it was kind of COVID time. This is basically call. Let's call it the first time the Reds and the Bengals have been good at this in the same time, in you know, in, in a while, and uh, it's it's going to be fun in Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, this weekend should be a lot of fun, um, and the we've got sixteen home games still coming up. I I don't think there's a a weekend where the Bengals and Reds both share a home game, so that'll be That's interesting. Because I remember that one. Uh, in 2010, when there was a double Bengals Reds home game, um, I think it was like that Phillies home game in the 2010 uh, postseason that people would just go to the Bengals game, drink at the banks, and then walk over to to the Reds game. I kind of want one of those to happen again because I think we just need a rowdy crowd for these these S- September and October games. But I don't know. Maybe the maybe the Cyclones will do a dollar beer night again and then get people <laughs> nice and rowdy. You know?
1: Hey, that'd be great, right? Uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see about that. But no, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so if if you guys had to put a number on it, um, I think it's so 16 more wins. Uh, it's kind of funny. That's the number of home games to 16 more wins would put us at 85. That's kind of a, uh, uh, you know, a number that for, you know, for better or worse is kind of where we're ballparking uh, to make the playoffs. Maybe you might need more than that, but that would be sixteen and thirteen, I believe, would get you to that number. Uh, so just a few games above five hundred from here on out would get you to eighty-five wins. What's the number that you think the Reds are going to need to get to to make the playoffs with where they're at now? So one game back, and they're only three games above five hundred. You know, the NL race, no one's really pulling away in the wild card. I mean, even even the top wild card team is, well, even the Cubs, we'll call it, is are only, uh, you know, they're still in striking distance in theory. So Everyone's in the mix here. I I think 85 is my over-under, would you say? Uh, Let's go 86. Do you think we need? 86 and a half. uh, 85 and a half. I'll say 85 and a half over or under that to get to the playoffs.
0: Uh, I will say 85. I'll go take the under. Um, Like what you were saying, Don, there's no clear-cut team that's pulled away. Um, It seems like the rest of the teams are kind of like pack running together to borrow a a phrase from cross-country. Um, no, no one's pulled away. I, I think there's nearly no, no good chances for like we're like we're going to play the Cubs. Uh, I really don't know how many their chances are to like kind of cannibalize each other. Um, yeah, I think 85 wins might be enough to do it.
2: I'm just looking at the uh, strength of schedule right now on Tankathon, uh, one of my favorite sites to look at at this point in the season. If you're in it, uh, the Reds' their strength of schedule right now they are ranked as uh, the 23rd hardest strength of schedule you know um their hardest games are the next seven games against the cubs and mariners then they yeah. uh well they're putting the twins in that but i don't really consider the twins a good team other than sunny gray shout out to sunny gray they're Congrats not very they're, they're not very good mm-hmm. other than that so uh, as long as we don't face Sonny, i think we're fine um you know because like like i mentioned we got cardinals tigers pirates mets two against the guardians who Inevitably it's gonna be a, a Giolito game against us. I just I just feel that. I know it's coming. so I'm I think we can if if we get through this weekend and I'm cl- including the Mariners series in that, you win four. You've got twelve games to win the rest of the way. I'm taking the over yeah. there. And I you know, obviously you've got three young guys going this weekend. We don't know who's gonna go in the second game tomorrow. Um I just feel pretty good about this team you got 11 road games they've been playing really well on the road eight that matter in the scheme of things because that last series you could be either in or out and you know that's a toss-up you got eight road games to win you got 16 home games to win I feel pretty good about their chances and if CES gets hot like he was yesterday oh, yeah. in San Francisco just maybe a couple more guys get hot I, I think the sky's the limit On what about you?
1: I'm with you. I I think so. When I mapped it out and looking at the schedule, uh, I think pretty conservatively, I said like they should get to 85. Like that is. uh, And then from there, like if you can get to 87 ish, then I think you're in in good shape. But even that number, I think, is still sneaking you in. I think that's your third wild card spot. And (laughs) we we talked about this two months ago. You know what that's lining up for, isn't it? Is it is a first round matchup with our uh, our good friends in Milwaukee Brewers?
2: Well, don't do that to me especially i in have the- to
1: steve, steve yeah. i have to do it to you it's it's, it's what's going to happen i mean at, at this point the Brewers have pulled away they're going to be i mean I'm sure, honestly the cubs are relatively in striking distance there but the reds certainly aren't and it, it feels like a three horse race between the reds uh san francisco and arizona for the last wild card spot uh, i will say you know, if you look at the win column, the Reds are tied there with those with those three teams or those two other teams. And they're only two games back from the Cubs in the win column. But they're uh, four games back in the loss column. So the Reds have played more games than each of the three teams ahead of them. Uh, two games more than the Cubs and the Giants and one game more than Arizona. What that tells me is that we've got more off days. And with, the, with bullpens, with pitchers, uh, you know really racking up the innings, Uh, you know, I don't feel great about having more losses than those teams, but uh, hopefully it helps us play well down the stretch. Hopefully it helps us beat these bad teams that we're supposed to beat, that we need to uh, beat up on. Just one or two off days can make a huge difference there in in baseball. I mean, we've seen how bullpens are laboring through big stretches, and
2: uh, I I feel good about it. I feel good about it. I have another scenario for you reds reds win the ohio cup sweep the guardians and then that night it lear- they learn that they've clinched after like late game results and so they're celebrating with the ohio cup they got the beer <laughs> they're drinking out of the cup I, i'm manifesting it like Man, win the ohio I, cup in love out. it just two love more it. questions i don't really have much else but hey rob i'm gonna steal a line from you that you like to say and it'd be a hell of a story if the reds decided to go up there and knock off those brewers in milwaukee after being so shit against them this year it'd be a hell of a story (laughs) hell of a story
1: yeah in a way you almost embrace that opportunity uh or you hope the team would and and just kind of pray that those pitchers aren't quite as dominant uh or seeing them enough time now would would help uh but hey you know we kind of just realistically you put the ceiling at uh nlcs because you think there's no way anyone can beat the braves but hey in baseball anything can happen so anything can happen against the brewers anything can happen if we end up playing the braves uh and hey who knows the reds could find themselves in the world series i know that's crazy to say but we've seen world series matchups be two wildcard teams before uh it's not always the best team that wins it's not always the most dominant team uh, in the regular season so hey, let's let's have fun here. We got a September that matters. That's always fun. Uh we've had a, a couple of those in the last handful of years, but this one feels different. Uh I know the vibes are a little soured recently, but we know these, these players are good. Uh you know, any team that still has Ella De La Cruz uh is gonna be fun to watch. Hopefully, we get Matt McLean back soon. Hopefully, our Hunter, uh Hunter Green pitched really well in his last outing. Let's hope he keeps that up. Uh, we'll get TJ Anson back here soon. We we'll see how uh, Renfro and, and Bader mix in with the new ro- new roster they're on and it should be a fun month. You guys got any final comments here? We're keeping it a little
2: short today. Um, if the Reds can wear their City Connects against the Braves every night, then I'm taking mm. them to go to the World Series. That, you know, 1-0 and against the Braves and the City Connects. Facts. i am excited to awesome.
0: see if Bader and Renfro can step up and just step into the lineup and be a spark plug and see if we can get this offense rolling a little bit.
1: Hell yeah. Uh, and that that reminds me of another point i wanted to make final point here uh part of why that i think part of why that this uh this series that we or this west coast trip we just had fell so bad in a way it's uh the fact that we swept the double header which is rare especially on the road uh we got two wins against the angels huge picking up two wins in a day awesome when you're in a playoff race but uh when i'm looking at the schedule it just when I think about each day, there's just a lot of losses. There were more daily, where there were there more days with losses than wins in that in that which you know how that works when you double up on wins. So it felt like a lot of losing. In the same way, if you can get two wins tomorrow against the Cubs, if you can sweep that doubleheader, I don't even care if they lose the next two or you know. But even though you go, then you maybe you split the next two and boom, you've won a series. If we can get both those games tomorrow. The vibes right after that, the vibes for the team, man, that would be something else. Uh, so in the same way that it kind of made it feel like there was more losing in that last series, it would really be nice to get a doubleheader sweep uh, tomorrow and kind of hopefully give us the opposite vibe that like, hey, we're just we're just winning like crazy right now. Let's, let's keep it going. Uh, really huge to get that last win against the Giants. They needed that. Uh, the vibes were not great out west. but Coming home, they got a huge opportunity here. And I know the team sees it that way. Uh so man, I'm excited. I'm excited. The a lot of my friends, even even though it's not a down year, a lot of my friends are kind of doing the whole like, oh well, it's football season kind of thing. And I'm gonna have fun at the Bearcats game on Saturday. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing a healthy Joe Burrow and the Bengals. But man, it, it's 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 Reds country. It's it's hunt for Reds October, right? It's it's I, I think if the team really does perform well here and and not just like leak into the playoffs, and people are gonna people are gonna respect them in Cincinnati, even if the Bengals are playing. So I'm excited.
0: Baseball town, boys. Let's do Hell it. Yeah. Let's go.
1: All right, boys. Hey, we will probably come to you. I think next week would be a good time after these two brutal series. Uh, there's an off day Thursday, so hopefully if, if everyone's around, that will be a good time to record again, even if it's a short one again. Uh, Cubs and Mariners could make or break the entire season here. This will be, yep. uh, be a big one. could be a very different podcast uh, in a week from now.
0: Well I kept saying boys need to come home and get some of that home cooking. So great hey. time for it.
1: All right, fellas. Hey, here we go, red legs. Let's go, Reds.
2: Let's go, Reds. Come on. Push ends pay. Let's go.